I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an no. illegal thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble. And I know it. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Who's who we have tonight? Uh, I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. As I record this particular episode... It is the first day of spring, 2023. Normally unremarkable for a podcast called Predators I've Caught, but in this case, spring is very significant because it was 17 years ago this week that we did our To Catch a Predator Sting in Ohio, specifically Dark County, Ohio in the town of Greenville. And spring is also significant in this particular case for this particular predator in this particular episode because this predator I've caught, Nick Bailey, used as an excuse for chatting up a 13-year-old girl or a decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl online before coming over to our stinghouse. One of the reasons he gave me during our interview was that he had no friends around because they were all on spring break. So Nick decided to get online. Screen name LayBay343 and cruise the chat rooms until he came across our decoy posing as a 13-year-old girl. Her name was Kat. Screen name, Katie Did Sings. And the chat is pretty graphic. He's careful. Nick's a smart guy. At the time of our meeting, he was 19 years old and an accounting student at Miami of Ohio, a prestigious university, small university in Ohio. The chat, again is something that constitutes predatory behavior, unquestionably. It crosses the line. There's talk about getting naked. There's talk about cuddling. He's very careful about actual sexual acts. He doesn't rule anything out, but he's careful. 
That didn't stop him from being prosecuted, however. And as you'll hear in just a bit, he ultimately pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor. Even did some jail time. But Nick, as it turns out, and you'll hear about this as well, Nick wasn't just talking to our decoy for whom he came to our house in Greenville. Katie did sings. He was talking to at least five other underage girls, decoys posing as underage girls. And we know this because we have the transcripts. We know this because those other decoys were with Perverted Justice, the online watchdog group with which we collaborated during those early To Catch a Predator stings. Now, the other thing that separates Spring Break, Lebe 343, Nick Bailey, from some of the other predators I've caught is that he was relatively unflappable during our interview, especially for a younger guy. There were no tears. There was no begging. There were some of the typical excuses. I came over to hang out for as long as she wanted to hang out. I wasn't going to go through with it. I wasn't going to have sex with the girl. They were going to play strip pool. Cuddle naked. What did you think was going to happen, Nick? You'll hear his answer to that, too. He even talks about being creepy. Referring to himself online. Let's take a look at his actual chat here. It starts innocent enough. Howdy, says Nick. Lebe343. Hi, says Katie Did Sings. ASL? 19, male, Columbus. You? 13, female, Greenville. Hmm, am I too old? Well, for a 13-year-old, yes, Nick, you're too old. Why do guys even ask that question? Yes, 13 is 13. You're a grown man. Okay, well, I'm just asking you. LOL. Oh, no, says Katie Ditsings. Cools says Lebe. Now, I don't think a lot of 19-year-old college students use the word cools unless they're grooming a 13-year-old girl, which is exactly what was going on here. Cat, Katie did sing, says, what you doing? Then he gets booted out of the chat room. But he comes back very quickly. What has you up so late, he asks. Well, We know the answer is internet predators like him, but we'll continue. Just bored, she says. You, same. Got a cam, she asks. Yep. How about you? No. It's all good, he says. Did you want to see mine? Sure. It's up to you. Yeah. Okay. Let the kid decide if they want to watch an adult on camera. Yeah. You're cute, she says. Ha ha, nah. Yeah, not as good-looking to you, says the 19-year-old man. LOL, thanks, she says. You probably find me really creepy. (laughs) Yeah, you think? A 19-year-old accounting student, educated, late at night, 
In March of 2006, chatting with someone who has clearly identified themselves as a 13-year-old girl. No, not creepy at all. Nick. I would not talk to you if I did, she says. True. But I don't think we can exactly date, says Lebe343. Don't think your dad would like that so much. Well, as a matter of fact, if there was a dad involved, I can guarantee that. And I can also guarantee that the Dark County Sheriff's Office did not like it, nor did I. My last boyfriend was 20, she says. Wow. And he was okay with that. What? Your parents? They don't mind? Nope. My mom screwed him. Now, see, this is where the story starts to get more interesting on the part of the decoy. And obviously alluring to somebody who is starting to act like a predator. Did you have sex with him, if I may ask? You don't have to say if you don't want to. This is so typical of a grooming predator. Ask the question, make the sexual suggestion something wholly inappropriate and likely illegal, then step back and see what happens. As if you don't have to say if you don't want to, somehow makes it okay. Yeah, she says, six times. Hmm. I'm guessing he was the first. Yeah, and only, she says. That's cool. I guess, she says. I don't think he'd want to go out with me, though. Ha ha. Yeah, you're pretty, pretty on top of it there, Nick. I'm not the best looking guy around. I think you're hot, she says. Ha ha ha, you're too kind. You're very beautiful yourself. Now he tries to be the charming fellow once again. He's already talked this way before. My dad is leaving for Jamaica in the morning. That's pretty cool, he says. Who are you staying with while he's gone? Myself. So a big house and just yourself? Yeah, how did you know I have a big house? Profile. Hmm. Says your dad has a bigger house. Ha ha. Oh. Want to talk on the phone? Sure, if you want. Numbers are exchanged. There's a conversation. You there, beautiful? He says afterwards. Yeah. So now he's going to try to close the deal. Now remember, in the course of this conversation, and I'll ask him about it when we do have our interview, in the course of this conversation, in the same time frame, he's talking to five other decoys posing as underage girls. Five of them. But he's most focused on Katie Did Sings. There's more talk about the father's dating habits, whether his girlfriend lives in the house as well. And then there's talk about playing pool. I'd whip you in pool like it was my job, he says. Yeah, sure you would. Ha ha. Want to make a bet? Well, if we played for clothes or something, ha ha. Okay, this is his way of introducing the idea of getting a 13-year-old girl naked. You mean like strip pool, she asks? Sure, why not, he says. Never played strip anything before. Ha ha. Probably because at 13, nobody's ever asked you. But that sounds cool, he says. I'm sure you have tons of movies, too. I do. LOL, ha ha. Cuddle up, 
make out, all that fun stuff. Haha. Now, what do you think is going to happen if Nick shows up? There is a 13-year-old girl, vulnerable, open to the idea of playing strip pool. What do you think is going to happen as they cuddle naked? Hmm? In and of itself, that's just, well, wrong in every way and illegal. Just trying to keep you smiling, he says, and giggling. I giggle a lot, she says, and saying stuff in that awesome accent. He likes her accent, obviously. There's talk of what kind of a car he has. He's got a Mazda. And he's sent a picture of himself, topless, potentially naked, over the internet. The decoy asks, do you always sit naked in front of the cam? LOL. I'm not naked, haha. I just took a shower earlier and never put on a shirt, he says. You gonna stay over and protect me like you said? Nick says, I might. LOL, you might. See how things go. See if you feel comfortable with me at all. Again, the answer to that is yes. There's talk about his college being on break, starting out with pool and a movie. He wants to know if they're still on for that. That's a good start, he says. We'll find something to do if that bores us. Aha. Yeah, I think we know what he wants to do. There are other little probing comments to see how willing she might be to sexual activity. As chats go, it's not the longest, but again, remember, he was chatting with five other decoys posing as underage girls. And then, here comes Nick Bailey. Drives up to our house. Now, remember the house in Greenville was a very nice house. Rural area, sure. Sort of in farmland, actually. But it was a beautiful home built by a home builder himself. And when you drive around back, there's an entrance into the basement, finished basement where we were set up. The bar, you might remember the setup yourself, TV, and everything else. Dell, posing as the 13-year-old girl cat, doesn't show her face, but talks to him from around the corner, up the stairs, actually. And the ruse is that she's cut herself. Okay, I got a band-aid. Come on in. I'll be there in one sec. I just got to stick it on because I just climbed it on the rail. Okay. Just hang out at the bar. I'll be right there. If you want a drink, there's some there. Ow. Okay? I was running down the stairs and I whacked my toe into the banister so freaking hard. <laughs> That's never good. Oh, it really hurt. Talk about never good. Nick's in for quite a surprise. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. He continues this banter with Dell, who he thinks is 13-year-old cat. All right, I'll, I think I'll probably live, though. I hope. Me too. It'd be sad if you die when I was around. It'd be sad if you died while I was around. 
What does he even mean by that? I would be very unhappy. Well, I'd be dead, so I wouldn't be. Yeah. But other people would be. I'd be unhappy. There we go. Well, there's one other reason why you might be unhappy. Yes? He's not so witty when I walk in to confront him. What are you doing? Hang out, I suppose. And who are you here to meet? Cat. Cat. Pretty sure that was her name. And who are you? I'm Nick. Nick. Nick, what is your last name? I am Bailey. Nick Bailey. Nick Bailey. And how old are you? I am 19, sir. You're 19. I am yeah. Nick. I am Bailey. I am 19. He's very deferential. He must have called me sir two dozen times. And how old is Cat? I think she said she was 13 or 14. 13 or 14. Yes. And what are you doing here? Just to hang out, sir. To hang out with a 13-year-old girl. I have friends that are 13. I have friends that are 13. Who at the age of 19 attending a university has friends who are 13? At 19, you have friends who are 13. Yes. Don't you see an issue with that? No, not really, sir. So you're in college? Yes, sir. And a 13-year-old is in seventh grade? Yes, sir. Are there college girls for you to hang out with? Yes, sir. But not any of this weekend. They're all on spring break. They're all on spring break. That's right. He says there are no college-aged girls, appropriately aged girls, to hang out with because it's spring break. And he can't find anything to do. So now he's going to hang out with a 13-year-old girl because no one else is around because it's spring break. So you thought you'd come visit a 13-year-old girl who's home alone? She invited me, sir. She may have invited you. But what makes you think it's appropriate to show up? I had no false, like, uh... Like sexual. Because I'm guessing that's the main issue right here. Is that you're afraid that I was going to try to do some sort of sexual act. Afraid I was going to try to do some sexual act. Well, what else are we to think, Nick? You've talked about playing pool naked. You've talked about cuddling naked. Sure seems like you wanted sex with a 13-year-old girl. Well, why else would you come here? Just to hang out. Just to hang out? Yes, sir. How long were you going to hang out? For as long as she felt comfortable. If she didn't feel comfortable around me, I would leave. Again, he's pinning this on the judgment of a 13-year-old girl. I know he's on the younger age scale for predators I've caught, but 19 is a grown man. Yeah, you can fix yourself and get help, potentially. You can turn your life around. You can never engage in this sort of activity again. But 19 is a grown man, and there is no difference between the harm a 19-year-old could cause and the harm a 39, 49, 59, 69-year-old man can cause to a child. You talk about playing pool. Yes, sir. Well, if we played for clothes or something, you mean like strip pool? Sure, why not? Never played strip anything before. And you talk about, let's cuddle up, make out, all that fun stuff. We can watch a scary movie. You can protect me, especially since you'd be naked from losing at pool. 
These are your words. Yes, sir. That sounds like doing more than just hanging out. What am I to make of that? What I make of it now, looking back, is that Nick has had these conversations, but we know he's had at least six in the run-up to our meeting. But Nick has had these conversations with underage girls. He's had fantasies about meeting and engaging in sex with underage girls. And all this time he's been brewing over this. He's had to come up with excuses in his mind as to what he's going to say if, in fact, he's caught. Now, he claims he's never done this before. Everybody does. I'll let you be the judge of whether or not he's being truthful. But we know he's chatted multiple times with girls, underage girls. We know he showed up here. We know his excuses are lame, indefensible. But he's had time to work this through his mind. He's a smart guy. He's a good student, accounting major. And now he's going to stay as calm as I've seen any predator stay and try to convince me that he wasn't going to rape a child. Sure, sir. Why don't you tell me? You're the one who engaged in the, the chat here. So it's a friendly chat, sir. A friendly chat talking about getting naked with a 13-year-old girl. What do you think would have happened had I not been here? Probably nothing, sir. Nothing? Yes, sir. Do you see why one could be skeptical about that? Yes, sir. Why should anyone believe you? Because the act did not happen, sir. The act didn't happen because you met me and not a 13-year-old girl. Do you do this often? No, sir. So you're telling me this is the first time you've chatted online with a 13-year-old girl? No, sir. It's not the first time? I have chatted with a few, and then as soon as I found their age out and they felt uncomfortable, I stopped talking. But he didn't stop talking here, which indicates to me that as long as the child was willing, Nick was going to talk about showing up. And in this case, he did show up. If what you've heard shocks you so far, join us back in a moment. Here's something else interesting that we're going to get into next, which is Nick had been in the chat rooms so frequently, apparently, that he even noticed that there were more underage girls in the various chat rooms than usual. And listen to what he says when I confront him with the fact that he was chatting up at least five other girls that we know of, or decoys posing as girls. It starts to make sense to him. And what is the reason he gives me for chatting with young girls? They're more fun. But why even do it? Help me to understand it. Most are fun to chat with. Most are fun to chat with. They normally are more... They normally talk better than... uh, They talk better than somebody who's your own age. Yes, sir. And what does that do for you? Kills time, sir. Kills time. I don't normally go into anything sexual or anything like that. We just talk about our day. Talk about being naked together. 
Don't you think maybe you should pick up a couple extra classes if you have that much spare time where you're talking to 12 and 13 year old girls online? I already have as much time, as many hours as I can, sir. Perhaps more studying would be good. My grades are fine, sir. My grades are fine, sir. I don't think he gets the irony I intended. You know, it's illegal to try to solicit somebody this young for sex over the internet. It's against the law. I know that, sir. Then why did you do it? I didn't solicit sex, sir. So you're just going to hang out naked with a 13-year-old girl? Probably not, sir. The fact that he says he didn't solicit sex indicates to me that he might have familiarized himself with the threshold of criminal behavior in the state of Ohio. What do you have to say for yourself? That I wouldn't do anything like that with a 13-year-old girl, sir. But you see why that's hard to believe. Yes, sir. What should happen to you? What should happen to me right now, sir? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Do you see how this looks? Yes, sir. Do you see why this is wrong? Partially, sir. Partially. I know that it's wrong to have sex with a minor. And I wouldn't do that, sir. But don't you think it's odd for a 19-year-old to be talking to all these... I don't talk to many, sir. 13-year-olds on? Well, I know you've talked to at least five others in the last several days because I have the transcripts right here. That's why, then. I'm sorry? In case you missed it, he says, that's why, then. Indicating he was suspicious that there were so many young girls available with whom he could chat. I had noticed that in some of those Ohio chat rooms, which I'm guessing where you've been policing lately, is uh, I've noticed that there was a lot of younger girls, and I was very skeptical of why that was happening. Really? Yes, sir. So you sensed that something was wrong? Yes, sir. And why was that? Just because it just seemed very odd that because I've been in those kind of chat rooms for for probably about six or seven months now and I've never seen anyone that young because there are age restrictions generally on the sites. But these girls have said their age. Yes, sir. And if you notice, most of them I have stopped talking to. Why even talk to a 13 year old girl in the first place? Because generally they're on because they just want to talk. They just want to chat around. Most of the older older ladies uh, generally have to force conversation or, you know, they're not really want to talk. They're just on for some other reason. Here, you're talking to Jenny 13, Ohio. You're in the eighth grade, right? She says seven. Nice. That's right. Another girl he was chatting with, Jenny, was actually in the seventh grade, which he seems to like. This is another decoy. You say to her later, so I don't seem creepy? No. I mean, obviously, there's something going on that makes you think that there might be something creepy about someone your age talking to somebody this age. And then Nick offers something that I have rarely seen in 19 years of doing these predator investigations. Nick offers to go out to his car and get his computer and show me previous chats trying to convince me that he's never actually met with a teenage girl before. I have all my records, sir. I have my computer up front if you would like me for, to bring it in and I can show you. You have your computer? Yes, sir. Now, this creates a lot of problems. While I'd be curious to see what he has to show me, we can't let him leave 
until we're finished with the interview because we don't know if he's going to come back, obviously. He will be leaving, though, shortly, as you'll see. I can actually show you my, uh, I have my uh, archive of all my chats, like, for the last six months, and it, most of them I refer to myself as creepy because internet guys are genuinely creepy guys. More of our story in a moment. This is the first time I've actually ever considered coming over to someone's house like this. And what made you come over to this house on this night? On this night? Because this weekend I normally, I normally go back to OSU or back to Columbus where my house, house is. And I like to hang out there with my friends and all, but all of them are gone on, on spring break this week. So I need anything to do this weekend. So you're just bored? Yes, sir. All your pals are gone. And so you figured you'd come over here and hang out naked with a 13 year old girl. Not naked, per se. Well, that's what it says in the chat, yeah? Again, he goes back to spring break and tries to parse his words, his own words that we have from the chat. Not naked, per se, sir. I didn't say that we have to get naked or anything like that. You said it. I did say it. I do. I do admit that. I mean, I can't deny it because it is right there. Well, it is right there. I understand that, sir. Nick admits being inappropriate. And he seems to indicate that all this is okay as long as he doesn't force the 13-year-old girl into actually having sex. If she agrees, if something happens, that's different. But he wasn't going to force her to do anything. Nick goes on to tell me that he should have followed his gut. I am better than this. Throughout the interview with me, he seems to veer between thinking at first I'm the dad of the girl, then a police detective of some sort. I asked him if he watched TV. He said yes. I asked him if he ever watched our predator investigations. He said he had not seen them. Now remember, at this point, we had done investigations in... Beth Page, Long Island, Herndon, Virginia, near Washington, D.C., Riverside County, California, between L.A. and San Diego. And this is the first time that we had gone into a small town, if you will, Greenville, Ohio, in Dark County. Now, ultimately, Nick leaves the house He's taken into custody by sheriff's deputies. And sometime later, he enters into a plea bargain agreement with the prosecutor. Nick pleads guilty to a reduced charge of attempted contributing to the unruliness of a child. That's a misdemeanor. Originally, he was charged with felonies. But he pleads guilty in an effort to get this over with. He receives a sentence of 90 days in the Dark County Jail, 75 of which are suspended. He gets two years probation, 40 hours of community service. He's got to repay the county one eighteenth of the overtime costs incurred in the sting operation. 18 men surfaced in the... 
his share was $1,477.38. He had to submit DNA to the state, and he had to agree to refrain from viewing pornography. He had to take sex offender risk reduction classes, basically stay out of trouble. We reached out to Nick to see if he wanted to talk to us. We were unable to reach him, but Nick, if you hear this, please reach out to us. It appears that Nick has stayed out of trouble in the years since he became one of the predators I've caught. He works as an accountant for one of the big retail stores. We hope that he learned his lesson that those classes he took have kept him on the right path. Now, there has been some speculation in the years since Nick was arrested that he was, in fact, another Nick Bailey. There's a rapper named Nick Bailey. Take a listen. I want to be more than friends So make up your mind Such relationship can begin And I never would harm you I just want you to know that So you wouldn't be alarmed to Anything that I would say Because everything I do say Comes from the heart, boo Well, I did some research And I can tell you that It's not the same Nick Bailey They look a little bit alike But It's not the same guy The rapper Nick Bailey Still isn't great, though I don't think he's improved much Since the track you just heard as always, I like to hear from you. And today's question comes from Dave in Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Chris. My name is Dave. I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona. I just wanted to say I've been following your work for years, and I'm a big fan of the podcast and pretty much a fan of everything you do. So as you're aware, uh, there's been a large number of amateur predator-catching groups that have popped up in recent years. These groups are essentially amateur copycats of your original To Catch a Predator series. Um, There's a saying that goes, imitation is the highest form of flattery, but it seems like you haven't been flattered at all by these amateur predator-catching groups. And on the other hand, you've been very critical of these groups and actually encourage people not to engage in this sort of thing. But when I look at these amateur groups on their various social media platforms, they receive an overwhelming amount of support with a large number of positive comments, shares, views, likes, etc. So my question for you, Chris, is why are you critical of amateur predator catching groups when it appears many of these groups receive an outpour of support and encouragement? What does Chris Hansen know that people who support these amateur groups don't? Where is the disconnect? And what would you say to the audience of these amateur predator-catching groups? Anyway, thank you again, Chris, for all you do. Uh, Thank you for allowing me to ask you a question. And keep up the great work. Thank you, Dave. And thank you for the extremely well-thought-out, articulate question. I've talked about this a little bit before, and I want to just be very clear. I'm not necessarily critical of each and every other group or person 
who exposes predators online trying to meet children for sex. And as I've always said, there is room in society and specifically in journalism and activism for civilian journalists who create content and post it on social media platforms like YouTube and on podcasts, crowdsourcing information in criminal cases has yielded a lot of important tips. It has solved murders. And it is very worthy of our attention. My issue with some, and I'm not aware of each and every group or person doing this, my issue with some of the vigilante predator groups is that they conduct themselves in a way where the people they catch cannot be prosecuted. They do not face justice. They face being publicized. They face being scorned and potentially harassed. And there's a good argument that they deserve all of that. I think what you're referring to is an interview I did with Inside Edition about one specific predator catcher. He uses a name and then hyphenates it with my last name in some instances. And he confronts guys after an alleged chat online with somebody who is underage. And during the course of the conversation, he says he's with the group Predator Investigative Unit or something to that effect. And then he says that he's got law enforcement on standby. Well, what he really does is he confronts a guy who allegedly had a conversation online. Again, bad, horrible, shouldn't be done, deserves to be confronted. But when he employs what he calls his law enforcement connection, he's merely having his security guy dial 911. And so he gets an operator And he explains he's with the Predator Investigation Unit or whatever it is. And he tells the 911 operator that he's caught a guy trying to meet a child for sex. Now, this operator is completely caught off guard and is hesitant to send a marked vehicle over to walk into the middle of God knows what. If the guy gets violent, most of these guys do not. But it's a potential risk to the guy doing the investigation, to the guy caught in the investigation, and to any law enforcement officer who arrives to sort it all out. You know, whether he's with the predatory investigative unit or not, he might as well be with the Paw Patrol. It doesn't matter to law enforcement, right? These cases are very difficult to prosecute. Most district attorneys, most prosecutors shy away from it because it is hard to verify the chats. It's hard to vouch for the methodology. And I can tell you that most law enforcement officers, agents with whom I speak, don't like this vigilante activity. It makes their jobs more difficult for a lot of reasons. Now, again, don't criticize me for raising these issues. I'm just telling you the truth. I deal with law enforcement all the time. 
And as our investigations have been evolving, we have grown closer in terms of our collaboration with law enforcement. The result has been that virtually every case gets prosecuted successfully. In the very first investigations, we did not collaborate with law enforcement. Some of the cases were prosecuted after the fact by the FBI, by local law enforcement. And that was due in large part to the standards perverted justice the online watchdog group used to verify the validity of the chats and to confirm that, in fact, those chats were coming from the individual being accused. Only in one investigation did most of the guys walk away in Texas, and that was a political fallout situation between the DA's office and the local law enforcement. But in virtually every other case, there has been a successful prosecution. And as well-intended as the vigilantes are online, and they have exposed some high-profile bad guys. It's true. It really is just a matter of whether or not these guys face justice. And I'm not going to make a big stand and say these guys should not do it or you should not watch them. You're free to watch anything. It's a very strong and vital First Amendment in this country. Citizen journalists are important. I'm just giving you the realistic picture of how this works and why I do it the way I do it. And I hope you continue to follow it all. I can always be found all over social media. Twitter at Chris Hansen. Instagram, official Chris Hansen. TikTok even. Have a seat with Chris Hansen. Cameo. And with brand new Predator Investigations. Out now on my new streaming crime network, True Blue. T-R-U-B-L-U. Watch TrueBlue.com for details. Several new investigations out now. Takedown with Chris Hansen. Very compelling. A new one comes out every Thursday. So tune in. Check it out. We're very proud of the work. As always, you can reach me here at chris at predatorpodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.